from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Happy New Year, gang. Welcome, welcome to 2023 and a brand new spanking episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast. A lot of new things this year. New intro for those who've paid attention. Uh, thanks. Yes, Avishai. New intro, Reggie. I'm glad you're digging it. Um, I had a few people help me put this together. I'm really excited about the direction we're taking this year on the show. So thank you all for tuning in and making this your uh, number one thing you're doing as we get back to work uh, this uh, January 2nd, 2023. I wonder over under odds how many times I'll say 2022 in the course of the next few weeks. Um, happy to take those odds. But good morning, everyone tuning in. Uh, good morning to Chris. Good morning to Reggie. Good morning to Don. Uh, Tadius, good morning to you as well. Mr. Delacruz, good morning. Mr. Cole, good morning to you, Tom. Um, and thank you all for being here. Uh, really packed show this morning. W what I mean by packed is there's a lot kind of going on. And the way I'm dividing the show going forward, just so that kind of people understand is we'll, we'll predominantly focus on vulnerabilities um, and, and things that really matter to day to day. We'll have a geopolitical kind of piece uh, to some episodes when it's available. Um, we'll be talking about that this morning as well. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Um, I've got a brand new espresso mug that I got for this year. Um, U.S. made. Yep. Made right here in this great country. Product of California. Um, so coffee cup cheers, y'all. There's a real double espresso in there. I know it's not clear. You can't see it. But I love this mug. It's very, very unique. Um Supporting American-made businesses, and that's the goal. So I was looking for stuff, and I was looking for stuff that was made in the U.S. Let's kick off our show for the new year with a WordPress security alert indicating there is a new Linux malware that's exploiting over two dozen CMS flaws. The WordPress sites that are being targeted by a previously unknown strain of Linux malware that's exploiting flaws and over two dozen plugins and themes to compromise vulnerable systems. If sites use outdated versions of such add-ons lacking crucial fixes, the targeted web pages are injected with a malicious JavaScript, according to a Russian security vendor called Dr. Web. As a result, when users click on any area of an attacked page, they are redirected to other sites. The attack involves weaponizing a list of known security vulnerabilities and 19 different plugins and themes that are likely installed in a WordPress site, using it to deploy an implant that can target a specific website to further expand the network. It's also capable of injecting JavaScript code retrieved from a remote server in order to redirect the site's visitors to an arbitrary website of choice. This really kind of, and you can obviously see the themes below, uh, the WordPress live chat support, uh, easy WordPress SMTP, the WordPress GDPR compliance, stuff that people wouldn't think too much of it, by the way. Using WP WordPress for add-ons tends to get you more download. That's kind of like the secret that some of these companies use. And that's why seeing that on here um, is, is, is significant as well. All of these are outdated. Once they're outdated, they're vulnerable. Once they're vulnerable, this version of malware comes through. And most of the people who run these websites aren't big enterprises, but they are small to mid-sized businesses, probably part of our supply chain. And so it's it's worth noting to pay attention to this um, and, and, and keep it in mind. Um, so 
let's look at that. Um, something to keep in mind for this year. CISA says two old Jasper reports vulnerabilities are being exploited in attacks. So for those who don't know what Jasper reports library is, it's advertised as the world's most popular open source reporting engine. It's designed to enable non-technical users to create reports, dashboards, and virtualization. Um, CISA has learned that two vulnerabilities discovered in 2018 are being exploited in attacks. One of them, CVE 2018-18809, a critical directory traversal issue in Jasper reports library that can allow web server users to access data on the host system, which can include credentials for accessing other systems. The flaw was addressed in March of 19. The second vulnerability is CVE 2018-5430, a high-severity information disclosure issue affecting Jasper report server. This was addressed in April of 2018. There don't appear to be any public reports describing malicious exploitation of the two vulnerabilities, but it's been added to the much patch, patch list for SISA. And if it's there, then by all means, it means that they're seeing uh, exploits in the wild for it. So you want to double check your software to make sure that's not there. Ransomware gang cloned victims website to leak stolen data. The alpha of ransomware operators are, have gone creative with their extortion tra tactics. I'm sorry. In at least one case, they created a replica of the victim sites to publish stolen data on it. They're also known as black cat ransomware. They're testing new extortion techniques in order to pressure and shame victims into paying. That seems to be the work here. On December 26, the threat actors published on their data leak sites hidden on the Tor network that they had compromised the company in financial services. If the victim didn't meet the threat actor's demand, they would publish all stolen file files as a penalty. Uh, as a deviation from the usual process, they've decided to leak the data on a site that mimics the victims as far as appearance and domain name goes. Um, they didn't keep the original heading of the site. They used their own heading to organize the leaked data. The cloned site is on the clear web to ensure the wide availability of the stolen files. It currently shows various documents from memos to staff, payment forms, employee info, data on assets and expenses, financial data for partners, and passport scans to name a few this is a new trend that's forming um instead of kind of putting it on the dark web where it technically may go to die um it sticks around um on the virtual web on the kind of front side of the web that we all see and gets indexed by google as well so when people look it up they'll find this data making it easy um making the risk higher by the way and, and and it's it's a it's a smart pressure tactic because legally you know your information's in the dark web and you know threat actors can get to it but what happens when customers or other people can or even competitors can easily access that data not that they can't now but just saying it becomes much much easier and that that threat alone that this in the decision making process is significant Poland is now warning of pro-Kremlin cyber attacks that are aimed as at destabilization in the EU. The cyber attacks on Poland's government services, private companies, media organizations, and ordinary citizens have intensified over the last year. Poland has taken in the most Ukrainian refugees of any other EU nation. They border the Ukraine, and so many people, many Ukrainians end up in Poland also, culturally, they're, they're really similar, so assimilation is, is, is much easier for those folks. Polish cybersecurity officials said that their cyber attacks, these cyber attacks are Russia's response to the support. And since the start of the invasion, Poland has provided Ukraine with about $9 billion in aid. 
Poland sent a third batch of Starlink satellite internet terminals to Ukraine. Uh, Poland's also the hub for the Ukrainian refugees. As I said, 2.3 million Ukrainians live in Poland, including almost 1 million refugees. Um, in October, researchers from Microsoft discovered a coordinated ransomware campaign targeting transportation and logistics uh, in both Ukraine and Poland. These attacks were attributed to uh, Russian-based uh, group Iridium. The November attack on the Polish parliament was attributed to No Name 057. Poland's security agency said on Friday the group allegedly attacked the website after the Polish parliament designated Russia as a state sponsor of terror. One of the tactics popular among Russian is website impersonation, and so they've tried to do that as well. And now there is a warning that headed into this new year, Russia intends to intensify this. And this goes to this story that was leaked uh, just on Friday by The Intercept. Um, and Alexei Kovalov and uh, Mara, uh, Havis, I think it's Heaven Stendhal, um, got their hands on a trove of hacked Russian files that are revealing a very interesting relationship that has formed between Russia and China about the exchange of news and social content between the nations. Um, shortly after Russia invaded Ukraine, a Russian defense minister resurrected debunked claims about a U.S.-funded bioweapons program in the region. If you guys remember, this was early on kind of all over the news cycles um, and in specific conspiracy circles to the right and left. Well, now all of this, all of this turns out to be picking up steam because Russia and China had signed an agreement promoting propaganda against the West and agreeing to promote each country's style of leadership and lifestyle without bad-mouthing each other. This is an agreement that's signed at the ministerial level between Russia and China, and then it's sent down to all the media outlets in both nations. Um, the disinformation, while an old Russian government tactic, um, this time has a lot of help from the Chinese. Um, Chinese officials and media outlets picked up on anything coming from Russia against the West, and they roll with it like it's the truth. Uh, China jumped on the Biolabs conspiracy theory because it helps China in their effort, uh, in their propaganda effort internally, but it also helps sow disinformation and misinformation across the West. That's why TikTok needs to be banned. That's why Russian and Chinese media outlets that come to operate in the U.S. should be banned. Uh, that's why our State Department should label Russian and Chinese journalists as essentially government operatives under the guise of media in, in our nation. Not to say that, you know, that there aren't some issues on our end as well, but we, we definitely see this. The bilateral agreement, which was signed in July of 2021, makes it clear that cooperating on news coverage and narrative is a big goal for both governments. The virtual summit led, leading Russian and Chinese government and media figures discussed dozens of news products and cooperative ventures, including exchanging news content, trading digital media strategies, and co-producing television shows. The effort was led by Russian's Ministry of Digital Development, Communication, and Mass Media, and by China's National Radio and Television Administration. This is just one thing that's leaked. Imagine the other stuff, the espionage, the letting Russia go after specific assets and letting China sit in the back and vice versa. This is just an intro. And I would take this story. And now if, if you're speaking to the board over the next 30 to 45 to 50 to 60 days, whenever you're speaking to leadership and board again in this year, 
I would highlight this story as something very critical for our leadership to understand from a cyber perspective is if this is the kind of things they are doing, chances are there's other agreements that may have not been signed, but definitely have had the handshake deal done on and Russia handshake deals are a really, really big thing. Um, and, um, that there's more to it, uh, there as well. A bunch of signatories on this, uh, by the way, on this and, and the intercept did a really good job writing this up. All the links are in the show notes. You should definitely go and check them out. But, uh, something to keep in mind that, that if they're doing this now, imagine what they're doing when it comes to cyber offensive capabilities against private corporation and other governments. So keep that in mind. This is a great talking point, a great talking point with senior leadership. Thank you all for tuning in. Welcome to 2023. I hope you enjoyed the show this morning. A lot more coming tomorrow. This show is live at 9 a.m. on LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter. It's live at 9.30 on Facebook, uh, Twitch, and also on the LinkedIn page for CyberHub Podcast. You can go check it out there. Thank you all for being a part of the show. Subscribe and find us on your favorite podcast listening platform. Till tomorrow, have a great rest of your day. Happy New Year and stay cyber safe. We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.